Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. I'm Jim. I've been thinking lately. I think it was when I was listening to a 60s station. An old guy called in. You know, the serious 60s station. They have disc shops there. Once in a while, they'll take a call from somebody. And this old guy called in and said he was 70 years young. Well, that got me to thinking. Number one, that old guy was younger than me, and I'm calling him an old guy, I think because he said he was 70 years young. You never hear a middle-aged person, or a young person, or a kid, or anybody but an old fart say that I'm 75 years young, or I'm 63 years young. I am 62 years young. You don't hear that. You don't hear that from anyone but my generation, basically. And why is that? I do not say that. I think it makes me sound like an old crazy person. Now, if you say that, I don't mean to offend you or anything. But you don't have to convince anybody you're not old. Being old, there's nothing you can do about your body aging. It's just the way of things. That's the way it is. We all grow old and we all eventually die. That's not the issue here. The issue is trying to convince people that you're young. If you're 71 years of age, you are not young. I am not 71 years young. I don't care. I'm 71. I never say I'm 71 years old, but I could. Same way as I'm five. I'm five years old. I'm 16 years old now. Yes, sir, I can drive a car. I'm 21 years old. I can drink booze. I am 71. How old are you, Jim? I'm 71. Or, how old are you, Jim? I'm 71 years young. <laughs> no way, Jose. Not me. Anyway, I just want to encourage you to leave that young part off. You're not proving that you're young, and you're not proving that you're not getting old, and you're not proving that you're thinking young. You're just kind of sounding kind of like a silly old... I'm sorry. I really am. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean. I'm not mean. I d I'm not saying this mean-spirited or anything. Just give them a little twinkle in the eye little smile on your face. Say with all the confidence in the world, thanks for asking, I'm 71. So much for my monologue, whatever. I'm sure you'd rather listen to a joke. But I don't have any jokes today. And that is not a joke. What we just went over is not a joke. We are the generation that really shook things up. When I say peace out at the end of the podcast, I'm not saying peace, peace, peace in the Middle East, all that stuff. That's peace between me and you, between me and God, between me and those that I love and respect and care for. Anyway, good to have you riding along today. In my little hometown, there are three levels to that town. And then there's one level a little higher than that. When I talk about levels, up there in north central Colorado, Rocky Mountains, 8,000 feet above sea level, sits my little hometown. And on the first level, or the lower level, that's where the river runs and the railroad tracks run. 
To get onto Main Street, when you're coming from the south and the east, you have to come up over a viaduct, and all of a sudden you're on the main level. That's where Main Street is. That's where the town hall is and all that stuff. Down below, you have to go downhill to get to the railroad tracks. Used to be where the sawmill was down below there on the lower level. That has all turned into parks and recreation area now in the 21st century. But Main Street's on the main level of town. That's where most of the people in town live is on the main level of that town. Then there's the upper level and that's up on the hill. That's where I was raised up there on the hill. My dad built a house looking over town so mom could stand there at the picture windows and look all over town. Nice view. You'd see the Continental Divide and the mountains right there, right there to the south of us. And that was kind of cool. There's the top level though. And even though the upper level used to have the water tank sitting there, now in that little mountain town, the water tank never sat up on a big stand. You know how kids would climb up the water tank and sit there and maybe paint their graduation year on the tank or a little graffiti or something. We didn't have that. We just sat up there on the hill, that water tank. Well, later on, as there was more and more population that moved up on the hill, they moved that water tank to the upper level. The mesa that was north and east of town, that's where the airport was up there on the mesa. And that's where my dad's farm was. When I was about five to about the time I was 20 years old, my dad had his grocery store. We built and lived in that house on the hill, and Dad later built a new building for his grocery store. Sometime in that time frame, when I was probably about 10, he bought his farm up there on the mesa, the upper level of that little town. Even though hardly any people lived up there, it had to be connected to town because of that airport. Later, when I was about 15, he bought his ranch. Now, I need to put a little disclaimer here. Neither the farm or the ranch was really a farm or a ranch. The farm was not a farm. The ranch was not a ranch. The farm was eight acres, and he did a little bit of farming, but there was nothing as far as farming to make a living or anything. We just called it the farm. And the ranch was far and away a very long distance from being a ranch. It was a ranch house. It was an old, huge log structure that overlooked a peaceful meadow in the Colorado River. And at one time, it may have been a ranch. There may have been enough acres there. But Dad owned about 40 acres there, and it was all on a hill. So there was no ranching to be done, really, there. But that's what we called it, was the ranch. The farm, like I said, was eight acres. And that's what I'm talking about today, is Dad's farm. When he purchased it, he built a little barn on it, a little bitty barn, but it held the hay that we would hay every year. He drilled a water well, and then once he struck water, he built a little pump house, and so he could go in there and turn on the pump. It was all heated and everything. Nothing ever froze up out there. Had a propane tank right outside of the pump house there. He put a fence around the eight acres, and thank goodness we didn't have to build the fence. He hired some old cowboy. The guy was an old guy, and it took him several days, but he put barbed wire fence 
I think it was five strings of barbed wire all the way around it. He took our horses Goldie and Blaze up to the farm, put them in there once it was all fenced in. We built corrals there attached to the barn. He would cut hay every year and we'd put it in the barn. He raised rhubarb up there and I never liked rhubarb. I don't know if you know what rhubarb is, but it was very bitter and my mom and always make rhubarb pie. That's what people made up there. Uh, it's one of the few things that grew very well up there. But I never liked rhubarb pie, but he grew a lot of rhubarb. He, later he started making greenhouses out of old windows he go around, you know. See somebody throw an old window away and it was still not broken up or anything. He'd take it up the farm and he just pound it on to a wall. He's making a wall of windows. So he made his greenhouse like that. He used to have to irrigate. Is off that strawberry ditch, he had some water shares, so he would irrigate. It's not like this country here. That country up there in Colorado was so gravelly and rocky that the water would just run down through it. So you'd have to irrigate all the time. And that was fun, making little ditches for that irrigation water to go around and then cut little things through the ditches so the water would seep out onto the hay meadow. He used to have a couple cows and we'd catch them in the fall and take them up to the meat packer up there 27 miles away. Then we'd have some meat for the winter. He added to the barn and I helped old Oscar add on to the barn. I was his right hand man. Oscar is an old guy that was a carpenter around town. He did a fine job. Up on that hill hardly anyone lived up there when dad first built his farm the barn and the corrals and the fences. Old Parker and Horse though, two old bachelor brothers, lived about a half a mile away. Horse would walk to town once a week to get provisions and we'd always stop and give Horse a ride. Horse is a character I use in our Kate's General Store. Horse never speaks a word in our version of the General Store, but he's kind of a hybrid between two horses I knew up there growing up. Other people built homes up there. My brother John, after he got married, he built a house. His property was adjacent to Dad's farm. When I was probably about 12 or 13, I remember Dad sitting at our kitchen table in town. It was a yellow chrome dinette set. That's where we ate 99% of our meals, right there in that little kitchen table had these two little wings to the table that would fold down and then you pop them up and the whole family could sit there and eat. The kitchen was crowded, but that's where we preferred to eat instead of in the dining room. And he was drawing house plans, showing my mom the house he was going to build up there at the farm. It was always his dream to live out there and my mom was not a fan of that. She wanted to live in town where her mom and her sisters and her brothers lived. And I guess I can't blame mom. So dad never built that house out there. And he lived in that house in town when he wasn't living in California or western Colorado or something. The same house I was raised in. Today, the old farm is all run down. My brother was up there last year and he texted me a picture of the place. And the corrals were falling down. Part of the roof of the barn was caved in. It hadn't been painted in 30 years. Then one of my nieces sent me another picture of it, 
and it was either earlier that year or later that year. The only difference is that there wasn't mud, there was grass and weeds growing. It was definitely a very sad looking thing. It made me hurt inside a little bit to see. But it's like anything, when you sell it, it's not yours. And the guy that bought it is going to doze it. I found that out. That he's just going to doze it this summer. It'll be kind of like it was never there. The barn. Us bucking bales of hay and stacking them in the barn. My cousin Gary and my brother Don doing a camp out when they were kids in that barn. Dropping the flashlight in the hay and thinking they're going to burn the whole place down. Me moving into the pump house and realizing that a pump house 6x6 is not agreeable to good living conditions. Us going up there in the middle of the night, because one of the neighbors had called and said the horses had gotten out, chasing them down and getting them back into the fence, eight acres. Time has a way of making things deteriorate when nobody's there to take care of it. Time also has a way of reminding you all the good times all the special times with your family and your folks that you had in a place, some of the funny things that happened. I remember when I was first married, the first year we were married, I took my wife up there. It was time to hay the eight acres and chewing tobacco and her finding out. That's the only time I chewed tobaccos when I was bucking bales of hay, and she put an immediate stop to it. Remember the times I'd have to chase those cows, get them out of the willows to take them up to the meat packer. I remember going up there and talking with my dad. He'd be so proud he'd have a hundred little baby chickens going to raise chickens or 20 new baby rabbits going to raise the rabbits that year or him trying to give me some of that rhubarb to take home. I remember after he passed away, that he had some important papers I couldn't find for the lawyers and having to go up into the barn and I found them up there of all places. That barn, when it is dozed and the pump house dozed and everything goes back to the way before my dad was ever in that country, I remember those precious moments. You can't take that away from me, no matter how hard time may try. Always be kind. Everywhere you go, to everyone you come in contact with. It's been a long old trip. I'm glad you're coming along with me. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.